Hey, welcome in to BA Chats. I'm your host, Kevin Kuntz. Missing Miss Rachel tonight, but tonight we are going to be speaking with Tom and Vicki Cimento. Hey, we are Kevin. so happy to be here. Yeah. And I too miss Rachel. I wish <laughs> she was here too. I know. You know, she brings like this extra level of joy she does that that she does. um that no other person can bring so that's right. she is so unique i love she that is. gal that's right but since you two are one i'm sure that joy is going to come right out of you yes i'm gonna i'm gonna see if we can channel that tonight that's right that'll be good that'll be so, good. so uh well we're so glad that you've joined ba chats tonight and um I, one of the things I, i'm so glad that you guys are here visiting with me tonight is um I feel I was just saying this before we started. I feel like that you guys are just a really huge, big piece of gold that we are going to pull out of this mountain, mm-hmm. and uh, that you guys mm-hmm. have are are such a great blessing to the body uh, of Christ as a whole. You're a blessing to uh, people that you come in contact with as greeters, um, and and also the the over, overseers of life groups. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, what we really want to do and the whole purpose of this show is just to pull the gold out of you guys mm-hmm. and to hear your heart and where you're from and what God is doing in your life, what he's done in your life. And so I, I want to jump right off the ledge really quickly right. and let you guys tell us a little bit about um, your story and uh, and how you came to know the Lord. Okay. All right. Well, um, I guess I'll begin. Go for it. Go for uh, Tom and I um, were married in 1975, and we didn't know the Lord at the time, but uh, we were living in California, and we moved back to New York, Long Island, where we're from. So in 1977, it was the most wonderful year of our lives. Um, God, uh, we were going to a charismatic Catholic renewal at the time. In, in, oh, ni- awesome. in the 70s, the Holy Spirit just swept through all the different denominations, all the different yeah. churches. Mm-hmm. And um, we uh, were, had the opportunity to go to this prayer meeting one night, and we got saved. We were filled with the Holy Spirit. We ended up getting bap- baptized in water a short time after that, and we were on fire, really on fire for God. And it, it was just so awesome. It was such a, we were very young at the time. We were only uh, like twenty. 22 years old. I was 22. Yeah. And very, very young at the time. And, um, just so, so blessed. We, we started community right away. We had such an awesome time with people. We, um, we met like every Wednesday night, but we also met during the week. We met on weekends. We used to have hundreds of people together for breakfasts and it was just such an, such a great time. Um, we ended up, uh, after three years, we moved on to a full gospel tabernacle where we actually um, grew a lot in three years at that time. Um, and, you know, every every day just got better and better for us. It was just really awesome. So so if we could just jump back really quick. When you first got born again and say, uh-huh. t- tell us a little bit, and you, you immediately started a community. Tell yes. us a little bit about what was happening yes. in that community. Yes. Well, like we said, like Vicky was saying, the Holy Spirit just came through the um, uh, the, the denominational churches oh, yeah. in a powerful way, and um, and so people started meeting at the uh, basement of the church, uh, the Catholic church, and there were uh, you know uh, Methodist and uh, you know different denominations coming together, all of them getting have, having gotten filled with the Holy Spirit. Now we're just looking for a place to gather together, and so we were just gathered together and just. 
uh, you know, worship and just allow the Lord just to do whatever he wanted to do. What was that like? Was there like guitars? There? Oh yeah, we, we had, had like, a, like what is acoustic, that? Acoustic what that guitar. Look? Acoustic guitars, acoustic people guitar. speaking in tongues, praying for healing, prophetic. I mean, things were happening so powerful. And this was all strange to all of us because we weren't never even heard of any of this stuff, you know. So it was the Holy Spirit. What I was really blessed about is, you know, we didn't have any charismatic speaker speaking to us. We didn't have any um, dynamic people coming in. We had the Holy Spirit and the Bible. And, oh, wow. and we just immersed ourselves into the Bible and, and with each other, you know, we, we'd share meals together all the time. Families would just come together and, and we just had such a good time and just laughed a lot. It was filled with the joy of the Lord. Yes. It was a great, you know, great time it was of just community. A great time of community. Yeah. So you guys were in, in this community for, you said, I think three years. Yeah, about, about three for, years. For, in the Catholic Church for about and, three right. years still, and just really um, moving powerfully right. and touching a lot of lives, and, and all after, lives being yeah. touched. And then after that, uh, Vicki mentioned it earlier, but we, we, we kind of moved on from the Catholic Church uh, okay. into a, um, it's like an evangelical church. It was called the Full Gospel Tabernacle, and, um, and, and there was the first time we actually heard teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other three years, we were just, well, we, we just being taught went in, by the Holy we Spirit. <laughs> taught by the Holy Spirit, just going into the Word, and we started doing some of the things that the Word was telling us to do. Wow, that's so and, um, and childlike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was I like love uh, it. Yeah. Yes, and when uh, when I actually when I first was told that there was this full gospel tabernacle. I didn't understand it because I didn't never heard of any other type of a church except the denominational churches. I didn't know there was something other than that. So yeah. when I went there, it was a uh, it was a surprise, but it was also it was also great because we had some great uh, teaching, mm-hmm. and uh, it really helped us, you know, grow, grow and lay, lay mm-hmm. a foundation in our lives. It was it was it was really good. And then after that, you know, God just put on our heart, you know, because we were traveling and. On Long Island in New York, um, if you go a half an hour, that's a long ways because th- there's a lot of people and you're kind of, you're kind of leaving. <laughs> yeah, you're leaving like your communities, uh, town after town. You pass, you know, uh, you know, many towns before you get to where your church is. And okay. we felt like God was saying, uh, you know, we want. Uh, we felt like God wanted us to do something in our local area, and so we got together with a, a three other couples and. We started a church in our home in uh, 1982. 1982. Yeah. So you were working on your Judea and then Samaria, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you yeah. started with your Judea. I love it. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell me a little bit about how that was first starting that up with those three, with the, with the three couples together and, and starting a, a a church in your home, yeah, as a we, home church. Yeah, we it was it was kind of crazy because the the largest uh, house in our room in our the largest room in our house happened to be <laughs> our bedroom. You know? <laughs> it was and, very big. Been there, yeah. done that. <laughs> so we had a church in our bedroom. You know? We would take it apart. So we would take the bed Sunday apart morning. and everything, move it out, mm-hmm. uh, and then just put some chairs in there. And at the beginning was just a, uh, the six of us or eight of us, right? And then and then before long, you know, people started coming and. Uh, it wasn't long after that we outgrew the house, you know, and uh, we, we began to move on. But something very interesting happened because there was God was burning something on our hearts, but yet uh, there was something that seemed to be missing in what we were doing. And and so um, when we were at the uh, 
the Full Gospel Tabernacle, it had a guest speaker come in. And uh, he was an apostolic man. His name was Owen Carey. He was an apostolic man. He came in and he taught there and something just clicked in our spirits. Mm -hmm. And we said, there's something about this that we really want Mm -hmm. and that we need. Uh, And so when we started our little group, we don't know where it would happen to him again. He kind of just kind of disappeared. And we never, uh, and we just happened to bump into him when we went to a conference in Massachusetts. We just happened to go there. Just happened to Just happened him. to go there, yeah. and there he is. Divine appointment. You know? And <laughs> so we asked him if he would, uh, we, we really enjoyed what he had, uh, what God had given him, and uh, we asked him if he would, you know, be willing to impart that into our little church. You know, now he lived in New Hampshire at the time, and we were on Long Island. It's about a six and a half hour uh, drive. Oh, Wow. Okay. And he committed to, he went back to his church and he, he prayed, you know, with the, the folks there and they kind of released him to, to come down to, uh, to us. And so once a month for a weekend, he would come down and impart to our little church, you know, and now we had no, uh, really funds. We weren't even collecting any money. So we had no money like to give him or anything, you know, like, but he would, he was consistent and he came down, uh, for, I say over three years, yeah, every month, just laying foundation, the centrality of Jesus into our hearts. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So, what mm-hmm. were some of the truths that he was that were was that was connecting with? Yeah, with well, your he a, yeah, he was an apostolic man. So, so he really laid the foundation of Jesus, and that's mm-hmm. what apostles do. You know, where it's nothing but it's nothing but Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's about Jesus. You you know, and um, and so that. The foundation of Jesus, you know, uh, his love, his grace, all of that, you know, w- um, was was it was who he was, you know, as an apostle. So as he laid that in our lives, it was uh, it was he laid a great foundation, uh, something that we've been able to stand on for you know mm-hmm. close to forty years. So. Wow, what a blessing. He yeah. just came and served you. Yes. Yeah, he would come in our home and um, every month, and he would come down with like two, three, four people, and they would come and stay with us, and they would eat with us, and we would just breathe in the breath of fresh air, you know, all the good news that he would give us, and we just watched him and his life, and we learned so much from that. It was like, it was just amazing. Um, I'm forever grateful for Owen Carey and for all the people that he brought to our home and for imparting uh, the truth to our lives wow. and, and watching a man genuinely real. He's so real living out what he preaches and it taught us so much. So, you know, it was just, um, it was life changing, life changing and life changing. And our church just started to grow and to grow and to grow. And this is still in your home. This is well, no, it grew no. in our home to only about 40 people. And then uh, we ended up meeting in a, uh, on a Saturday night where they let us use a Presbyterian, uh, Presbyterian church. church on a Saturday night mm-hmm. to a catering hall on a Sunday morning to a warehouse, um, that we had filled up to about 300 people just real pretty quickly. So, but one, one of the most wonderful things were, is the love of God. People would come into our church and say, 
they never felt such love in their life and they didn't want to leave and they would just come back and bring people back. And it wasn't just one or two people that were loving on him. It was everybody in the church were loving on him. The love of God was so real. People would invite people over each other's homes. We'd have a hundred people in our backyard for barbecues. People would, um, you know, we took people into our home off the street that didn't have any place to live. At that time, we just did. We just prayed and said, Lord, is this what you want? And we know that this is what you say to feed the hungry and to take care of those in need. And we just did that. And it was such a blessing. As we blessed others, we were doubly blessed in return. And that's the way it's been all these 40 years. Yeah. Wow. It's that's amazing. A, that's been exciting. That was yeah. an exciting ride. Very exciting yeah. ride. <laughs> an yeah. exciting ride. Yeah. You know, I have to say, you, you said that you guys first got born again in 77. Is that mm-hmm. what you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I look, you guys are, look, you are young. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. sitting here thinking there is no, what? Yeah, we are young. <laughs> Actually, I, yeah, it's, yeah. God is you good. You guys like, are, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how I feel. <laughs> you feel that way, huh? I do feel that we way. Do, yeah. You're as young as you, you feel you are, you know? Exactly. And, uh, we've got many, many, many more years to go. And, you know, I look forward to every one of them. Gotcha. So, okay. So you're in, uh, in long, long Island. Yes. Now. Mm-hmm. So what was your next stop on the journey? What, yeah. What, next stop, what, yeah, what, what ended up taking us over to New Hampshire. Uh, okay. And back in the church where that apostolic brother was, uh, and, and, and we, oh, so you guys went to New Hampshire. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. We went to New Hampshire and we became part of the team there. And, um, and when you say part of the team, uh, the leadership, give me a little bit of, yeah, to give me a little color around what you were doing there. Yeah. I'd love well, to know. Yeah. Well, um, um, they built with a plurality of leadership. So they have elders. Okay. So there's nobody, sure. uh, uh, they look at pastor as a function and not a title. And so the, but actually the elders are the pastors. Uh, Absolutely. The and so we had, uh, when I, w- when I went there, I was number five. Uh, they already had four in place. And, uh, so I joined the team. They, they, you know, had me come in and join the team, uh, uh, about a six months or a year after I got there. And of course they knew, he knew me actually for so many years, for over 10 years. And so, um, it was, uh, very easy for me to just meld into, you know, what was happening up there. Gotcha. And, um, yeah. And so there we stayed for 15 years, you mm-hmm. know, it was an inner city church and, Oh, and, that's amazing. And, and yeah. And God yeah. did, uh, you know, it was uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, which mm-hmm. is the largest city in, mm-hmm. in, in, in the state. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were right downtown. And, you know, we had a lot of outreach and, uh, did a lot of things, but life groups, life groups. <laughs> but one of the most, uh, uh, amazing times I guess we've had was that we, uh, we made a connection with the, uh, uh, a church over in the Ivory Coast in Africa, and oh, so we started going okay. over there. And um, so now, so now we're kind of now we're mission. Yeah, oh now, we're now, now we love this. Yes, okay, yes. keep coming. Now, this <laughs> yeah. is awesome. Yeah, so now we're going. So now we get sent down to uh, um, Cote d'Ivoire, the Ivory Coast, and and there, um, that was just an, it was just an amazing. If you haven't been to a third world country, and you're a Christian, you need to go. Uh, that would be my advice, you know, to anyone. Yeah. If you get an opportunity to go, you, you should go because it it just changes your life. And so, you know, we we were we were there, and and basically, we, you know, we were there to get the churches started there, plant churches. Oh, okay. And so that we, you know, we started with a one, and then by the time we left, there was thirty churches, and um, um, 
there was a, an apostolic man that was there in Cote d'Ivoire that um, was overseeing uh, all the churches, and uh, we were giving him input and all the leaders input. And so one of my favorite times, I mean, I can tell you of many healings and yeah. things that happened there. Yeah, because, tell me your favorite story. I'd yeah, love to hear that. Yeah, I have a, I have a couple of favorites, you know, but uh, <laughs> I, I'll give you, you know, yeah. uh, one was just, you know, a, a time of, uh, you know, healing. You know, basically what they do is they go and they, uh, in Africa, they love music. And so they just get out in the street and they just start, you know, playing music. And then people don't have cars or anything, so they just walk, they hear it from far away, mm -hmm. and then just a walk. And it's an they, invitation, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and so you play for about, you know, an hour, and this whole big crowd comes. Uh, and now, all, were you playing music? No, no, okay. I wasn't playing music. I was getting excited. I was, and about, so, to, I was yeah. about to bring some instruments out of you. I'm like, come on. <laughs> well, he does play instruments. But. Oh, okay, see? So, yeah, you got to so, tell it all now. <laughs> Can't leave anything out. Yeah, I wasn't playing there, though. Okay, right. gotcha. But, uh, and then uh, what they would do is just, you know, some, one of us would get up and, and preach a, uh, the gospel message and just, you know, e most people would accept Christ. You know, just most wow. people that were there and they all had uh, something, you know, wrong with them because there's, uh, you know, in their bodies, you know, sickness and something. Okay. Just about so everyone, physical ailments was, was, was huge um, uh, over there. And... And so we had an opportunity to pray for the sick, a lot of sick, you know. And so we saw some amazing things happen. But the, one of the ones that stands out in, in my mind is that I went over to um, – I was getting pushed by a bunch of African girls, younger girls, that pushed me over to pray for this girl that's sitting on a log. And I was trying to tell them I don't have the interpreter, so I don't know what she needs. I don't know what she's asking for. You know, I just said, uh, and I tried to get the interpreter, but we had one interpreter and we had about five people praying. So he was running around um, and trying to interpret for everybody. So they just kept pushing me over. So I said, oh, I'll just go. You know, it doesn't matter if I don't know what she needs. God knows what she needs. That's know? true. So I just begin, That's right. you know, I just begin praying for her. Um, and then when I'm finished, I said, Lord, I don't know what this, this, this lady needs, but whatever she needs, just give it to her, you know. It's very simple, just like that. And, and uh, all of a sudden, she just jumps out of her, uh, uh, off the log, and she starts leaping. And I've never really seen anybody, I've seen people jump, you know, but I've never seen anybody really leap. I mean, this lady was leaping, like, like, she looks like she's going like seven or eight feet off the ground. And I'm so thankful. I'm saying, Lord, I don't know what she got, but whatever it was, you know, whatever God gave her, that's what she needed. Yeah. You know? And so it wasn't until like, um, you know, a half hour later, that the uh, that apostolic brother from uh, Africa came over to me, and he goes, "You know that girl that you prayed for over there?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah." And he says, "I know her, and I know her family." He goes, "She's she's never walked before." Oh my goodness! Yeah, and she just got up and started leaping. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I would have been a lot more excited if I knew that, I guess. Yeah. But it was just an amazing. Uh, an amazing thing to see, yeah. You know, someone just, uh, yeah, that the, was crippled from birth. It's amazing to see the love of God go across language barriers. Yes. Like he, he, 
There is no language he does not know and cannot minister to people. So, exactly. oh wow, so what that, a, what a great story! Yeah, that was that was great. So, so Vicky, so yes, I, I talked to him. me a little. Yeah, I was going to say I, I know yeah. you were there. Yeah, well, I wasn't there the first four times that he had gone because whoa, whoa. at that time wow. um, they were not allowing. Um, the women to come over. It was pretty dangerous area. There was a lot going on, a lot of uh, problems with the government okay. and a lot of problems that they were having. So um, after four times that he went, then they said, you know, now it's fine, you know, bring the women. So four of us went over, four couples um, went over with, with the men and we were doing a marriage seminar and a family seminar for the um, pastors of all the jungle, the bush, everywhere. They were all coming in and we were going to hold this, um, seminar for them. And it was just amazing. First of all, as when we got off the plane, the whole village comes out and they greet you and they came down and they're all (laughs) cheering and singing and, you know, and it was just really good. And during that time that we were there, um, it was, it was just an amazing time because the, uh, gentlemen, um, would come in and they would sit in the front of in front of the building, all the seats in the front, and the men, uh, the women would sit in the back. And um, we thought, well, what is going on here? The men in the front, the women in the back, they're completely separated. And by the time the second night, this is a marriage seminar. This is a marriage seminar, <laughs> and uh, Tom shared, <laughs> unbelievable. He shared such, such, with, with such love and, and such enthusiasm and such excitement. And he just spoke the word of God to these people. And when those African people hear the word of God, that's it. If this is what God says, that's what I do. And it, it was like the men and the women would come together the next day, arm in arm, sitting next to one another. And, you know, uh, the women, we went, the women and myself spoke to the women on certain days and the men were listening to the other, what the men had to say. And then we had a couples together. And it was just such a great time. By the time we left, there was testimony after testimony of how their husband have changed so much and how, because they used to be where the husband used to walk in front of them with a big walking stick. The woman would walk in the back, holding the children with the water on their heads and struggling along. And they would just be like the chief in front. And now they realized what, how wrong they were, you know, and how their wives really, how much they meant to them, that they were to love their wives as Christ loved the church. And it really changed. And people were just, it was a fun time. We had a, we had a great, um, seminar. So, so it kind of sounds to me like you guys like started kind of to bring a shift in the way their culture Yes, uh, it was, was operating there. It was. It and was, that's it was, it was really a apostolic yeah. opportunity. Yeah, it was a tremendous opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't know how it was going to go off because, um, you know, like when you said, like Vicky said, when they came, the men sat in the front and the woman in the back. So this is a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's mm-hmm. something. So, you know, what the Lord had given me for the first night was to preach on breaking cultural strongholds. <laughs> And so we, uh, the first night, we, uh, we, you know, you know, I taught on that, and we prayed. And I tell you, Africans know how to pray. Mm. And and these brothers and sisters started praying, and the house, the roof came mm-hmm. down. I'm telling you, it was. <laughs> I mean, I was on the floor weeping. Yeah. I mean, the presence of God was so thick, yes. uh, and they were all praying that 
God would break the cultural strongholds so that they could receive the word and plant it into their heart. Mm. You know, and so the next day, uh, you know, we met just with the men and the women that met with the women and, and we started and they were just wide open to receiving, you know, and we weren't trying to bring an American culture there. You know, we're no. trying to bring the biblical the, culture. What does God yeah, say? The kingdom's, you know, the kingdom's mm-hmm. culture, right? Absolutely. And so, uh, and so, yeah, and the, so those were all pastors and their wives. So they went back to their churches and they mm-hmm. started, imparting you know, imparting too. this. So, you know, there's probably been a pretty big shift of uh, in, the, in the Ivory Coast, I believe. I'm so grateful for that. That's so awesome. So I, I know a lot of times um, when you go out into the, when you go to the mission field, there you see so much happening um, externally. You see things minister, the Lord ministering to people, and you, whether it's healing or people being born again or um, people getting a new thought or a new idea about the goodness of God. And there's all these things that are going externally. So. Give me, give us a little bit of story about maybe some things God did in you mm-hmm. while you were there. Okay. Can, can you share? Yeah, I mean, can can you share? Yeah, I mean, it, it can I, be one story. It doesn't sure. have to be all. Um, well, uh, it was a lot different than what I was used to. Um, I mean, we stayed in like a thatched roof with brick sides, and there were guards outside our um, place we stayed, all these thatched roofs. They would march up and down with guns like protecting us as we were there. We were told that you could not open the doors at all, even if someone came at night, knocked on the door, and it was a child, because behind the child is usually someone else, and they're looking to rob you. So you do not even open the door. So when we first got there, uh, we had just gotten there. It was was late at night. Well, it wasn't that late, but it was dark. It was like 8 o'clock, and um, I was um, unpacking, and Tom was in another room at the time, and the lights went out. We lost electricity. And it was a kind of a scary time because here we are in a strange country. We're told that the guards are out there with the guns, not to open up the doors for anyone. And it was a little frightening for us because it's the first time I'd ever been out of the country and on the mission field. So, um, but... It was scary, but there was still a peace that God gave us. Well, everything came back on, but if you... In the mornings, if you did not take a shower by 5.30 in the morning, you wouldn't have any water because the town runs out of water, and you wouldn't have any, so we would get up really early. So I would get up uh, like 5 o'clock, and I would weep, and I would weep, and I would weep, and it was the Holy Spirit touching my heart. There wasn't... I, I just would sit in God's presence and weep, and He just did such a healing in my heart, just a love, just overwhelming love for these people. And just for the Lord, it was just, um, it was a change in my life, a big change in my life. Um, I appreciate so much, um, all, all that God is and all that he does. And I'd appreciate these people so much and how they taught me so much, even to love and their prayers. And and they really had to pray every day for their food or they didn't have any, you know, they had to trust in God. So I just learned an awful lot. Um, I built good relationships there with the other women that were there. I kept up with them through letters and stuff. Many years later, people came to our home after that and visit us from Africa and uh, just built really good, good, um, good community. Yeah. It's very, it's very humbling. It's, Mm. It's very humbling, you know, to go and, um, uh, like we went and someone wanted to have us for dinner. It's, you know, a family wanted to have us for dinner. And normally when we go, we bring our own money and we supply everything, you know, but 
they'd been doing this and they, they knew we were coming and they wanted to have us, you know, at their house. You know, it was, it was, it meant a lot to them. And so we find out that, you know, they hadn't eaten in three days. Oh my. So that we could have a meal. So that you could, oh. And, and so we go there and we're sitting there and they sit us around the table and they start serving us and, um, Everybody stands around, and there must have been 20 or 30 people, and they just stand around and they watch you eat, you know? Wow. And so every time the fork would go to my mouth, tears would just, come down my mm. eyes because, you know, that, that these people would, you know, not eat their them and their kids for three days to just allow us to have one, one meal. Wow. And... Mm-hmm. What a what a tremendous act of serving, yes, and honoring, and you weren't you weren't asking for that. But Mm-mm. what happens when people start hearing the kingdom? Is they that's what they want to do? They want to give. That's what yes. Jesus did. God loved so loved the world that he what did he do? He right. gave. Right. So um, what a, what a wonderful testimony. Exactly. So okay. So. We have we have been now we've been over in missions. Mm-hmm. Now did we come back to Long Island or no, no Massachusetts? New Hampshire. New Hampshire, I yes, apologize. We, did. we came back to New Hampshire. We came back to New Hampshire and I guess about um we were there twelve years and as we were there those twelve years, um God started stirring our hearts. We just really felt like we wanted to go deeper with him, you know, unto a level that we never experienced before. So uh, we just really prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed, and um, we just kept asking God to show us what it was. And um, we actually heard about Bethel Redding, um, and we had never heard about Bill Johnson before. And my son actually introduced us to Bill Johnson, and we listened to all the podcasts. We got a hold of his books, um, Chris Valentin, um, Danny Silk, and also Graham Cook was such an amazing um, mentor guy. to me. Yeah. You know, uh, he awesome. actually, identity was the biggest thing that changed our lives. At that, that was a turning point of our life when he said to, when we started to learn about identity, how God sees us mm. and how we see ourselves yeah. changed my whole life on how I saw other people just to yeah. go deeper with him. It's been a stepping stone all the way in our life. And we got to this point and it was such a strong turn for us. And we said, this is what we've been looking for. This is what that, what was missing from our lives. I mean, we really were so blessed that we were able to build the foundation, build upon the rock. Yeah. God built the foundation in our life and now we were moving on. And, um, so we heard about this and then we heard there was a Bethel Atlanta. So, so okay. Um, yeah, we heard there was a Bethel Atlanta and I said to my husband, um, Tom said, we need to go there and see if this is where God is, is calling us to go. Whoa, whoa, time out. So you, so you got this teaching, you were we hearing, got the teaching, yes. and, we're and like, you were really was, being stirred and encouraged. And so you were yeah. just like, let's go see if this is where we're supposed uh, well, to go. Actually, it was my yeah. son, uh, well, my son, uh, my son, Tim, who had, but a, still, he had yeah. a prophetic word for us. Oh, uh-huh. and okay. he says that Tell he saw us down that. in Atlanta. And Atlanta was just not on my grid. Yeah. We're from the Northeast, New York. And when you think about Atlanta, you just don't, I don't know, it just doesn't, it wasn't on my roadmap. I never thought I'd ever even go to Atlanta for anything. Mm-hmm. But 
Uh, oh, I'm so glad you did. So he kept <laughs> so asking, you know, he kept, uh, so he kept asking me afterwards, you know, dad, have you prayed about that word that I gave you? And I was, I was, you know, get conviction of the Holy Spirit, you know, cause I wasn't, you know, cause I didn't want to go to Atlanta. <laughs> so he kept asking, he kept it up. It was probably more than six months mm-hmm. that he was, he kept asking me. So finally I said, you know what, just to, uh, Honor my son's propheticness and his, oh, wow. the word that he had. Let's go down uh, to Atlanta. I heard he said there's a Bethel Atlanta down there. Let's go in and check it out. So we decided to, you know, head down and and check it out. Yeah. So um, now back to I said to Tom, you know, now I have my family down there. I had three grandchildren at the time, and my son and a wonderful son and daughter-in-law, and I had my other son and daughter-in-law in New Hampshire. Okay. We. Um, had a lot of friends there and I was working in a hospital at the time in rehab. Tom had a really good job. And, um, I just said to my husband, I said, Tom, I said, I'll go, we, we, we should go there, but I need to know that I know that I know that it's God. And if I know it's God, then I have no problem with it, but I need to know. He says, God's not going to tell you something than different than I, than he tells me He'll tell us both and we'll know. So we came. And I, at this time, um, we were in the ABC building. Okay. And uh, Tom and I walked through the door. Now, we know we knew nobody. No nobody. Um, we walked through the door and this girl walked up to me. I wasn't even five feet into the, the building. And she walked up to me and she said, I know this might sound strange to you um, and I don't know how to explain it. But I'm supposed to tell you that you'll know that you'll know that you'll know that it's him. So we looked at each other and I said, God is so good. You know, we went into the service. We cried. I cried through the worship. The teaching was amazing. And we just was so thankful that God made it so clear and answered my prayer that I needed to know that it was him. He walked right through the door. Yeah, right through the door. And she said it. So we went home and we put our house up, got it ready, put it up for sale, sold it in two weeks. At this time, we weren't ready to leave just yet because I wanted to have Christmas with my family. So, um, and I was still working and was trying to finish off. I had the insurance on my job, so we were trying to finish the health insurance. So anyway, we ended up staying till December and, um, we arrived here December, um, I guess it was 15th and, um, no, actually December 7th, we arrived here. We went to church the first, cause it was a Sunday. So we went to church the next Sunday, which was the 15th. And it's been amazing ever since. We walked in that door and we said, we are not going to wait for people to come up to us and introduce themselves to us. We're just going to introduce ourselves to everybody. So what we did is we went over and we just started talking to people, telling them where we were from, asked them where they were from, invited them over our house for dinner. We had two, three, four people, couples, singles, individual, you know, um, families over Every single week for two and a half years straight, we had them over and we would share meals with them, love on each other and just get to know one another. So why, so why do you feel like that's what God was telling you to do? Like what, why were you doing that? Well, well, yeah, doing, inviting people over. Yeah, why were you, why were you like, I'm going to go, you know? Okay. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Tom and I just love people. We love people. We love God so much. (laughs) And the two greatest commandments, I love the Lord your God with your whole heart, soul, and mind and love others as yourself. And you know, 
I want to be serious with God. Well, then I'm going to do that, you know, because I love God so much. He puts such a passion in our heart for community and for people. And I believe that we believe that there shouldn't be anybody that should be feeling like they don't belong or they don't know, you know, they don't know people. So we just felt it was important to let people know. And I really... I hope people hear my heart here because I want everybody to know that there's a place that everybody needs to belong, you know, that God has a place for everyone and no one should be alone, you know, and, um, I just want to make people feel comfortable when they come in our home. We want to make people feel like, um, it's their home, you know, they're welcome. And we just want to be able to share the love of God with everyone. And, you know, every time someone comes over our home and, and they leave, Tom and I look at each other and we say, wow, we have been so blessed. God blessed us more than we could even have blessed anybody coming into our home. So it's just a passion that we have. That's why community is so important to us. We feel like, um, you know, no wonder it's just, you're the hospitality (laughs) and greeting people. You've been, you did it first. mm -hmm. It wasn't like somebody came to you and said, Hey, we need to fill this. You just did it. And they just, you just kind of wonderful part of this Kevin is that people, what we were doing is we just cut, got the ball rolling because then other people started inviting other people. See, we felt like now when we saw them, we would be able to introduce them to this person and that person mm-hmm. until we weren't even here like a whole year. We had hundreds of friends and, and new people so personally that it's just been, and now it's like we're here three and a half years and it's just amazing. It's just wonderful. Yeah. Well, God says he takes the, the lonely and he places them that's in family. Mm-hmm. You know? That's good. Tom. And so that's the that's our heart, you know, mm-hmm. that we don't want to see anybody left behind. We want the lonely not just to come to church, come but on. to be part of a family. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I guess it's also our passion about life groups because mm-hmm. we want people to really plug in and get you know get committed into a life group where you live life together with uh, with other people that are are striving after the same thing, the excellence in the, the kingdom, you know, and and there's no better way to uh, um, express family in a church setting, we believe, is in, in, a, in a life group where you can come, a small group that meets in, in the home and people just getting to know one another and living out what they've learned on sa- on Sunday or Saturday night, you know, living out the things that they've learned and being able to, a, a chance to walk with people hand, hand in hand, side by side, and really feel like they're family and not just mm-hmm. um, church, people in church getting together, but family. And there is a distinction. There's a, there's a difference. And that's our heart that we try to make, you know, people feel like they're family. Okay. So Vicki and Tom, tell us a little bit about what happens at life sure. group, because I know that's where sure. community's happening. It what is. tell us what happens there? Sure. Well, as soon as you walk in the door, we feel like first of all, we don't look at it as a meeting, but we look at it as just sharing life together. Okay. As soon as you walk in the door, it starts. As far as we're concerned, that's when it starts. And we all come with uh, a snack, a light snack to share, and we spend about forty-five minutes just getting to know each other. You know, people talking with people, sharing about their life during the week or whatever happened, or and we we just have share over food together. It's really good. And then, um, the next, um, say hour, uh, Tom opens up with a, uh, he, he likes to well, you'll get, start with testimonies first. Yeah. Right? Um, sorry. I start with testimonies first, right? Oh, yeah. I start with testimonies. Perfect. Anybody have testimonies and we have had amazing testimonies. Actually two nights ago, 
we opened up with testimonies and actually did testimonies for a whole hour. People had testimonies. <gasps> it is just wonderful because we encourage everybody to um, pray and pray for people in your group during the week and come with a word for them. See if God wow. gives you anything for that person and see if, and, and come with a testimony of what God's doing in your life so we can encourage each other because we want to build each other up, encourage each other and, and, uh, go home filled. So wow. people come with testimonies. They come, um, and not everybody, but the ones that don't, I'll tell you the next week they do. And they come with a word for someone that just changes their life. So we pray for people and, um, Tom also, you can tell them what you do as far as, um, Get them stirred up. You bring. Yeah, I just bring a, a, a small word, you know, that might just uh, something that would just get conversation going. Mm-hmm. The whole key uh, is not to have a full blown teaching, but just to come up with something that gets everybody thinking, uh, gets their uh, whistle wet, you know, and yeah. then they start jumping in. And then I just I start to ask for people to you know, to chime in. And before you know it, everybody is, and we have this great dialogue going. Uh, and, and that's usually, you know, it's usually the format. And then, you know, within that things start to happen because we'll be talking about something and all of a sudden someone will have a prophetic word for that person on the very thing that they're talking about. And so there's really a a dynamic move of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So the meetings are not, each one is different. It's not, um, you know, structured in any way. Yeah. Uh, we, we leave a lot of room for the Holy Spirit to come and, and mm-hmm. do what he wants to do that particular night. Like I had three or four things to share, uh, the other night and we didn't do anything but testimonies because mm-hmm. yeah. that's what God awesome. was doing. He was doing yeah. testimonies and people so were getting good. so encouraged. And so, uh, we just kept going with the testimonies. And so whatever God has, they, uh, that's what we do. So, and, so if there, if there is, um, if there's somebody out there who maybe is kind of on the fence, mm-hmm. About going to a life group, what what would you tell them? Yes, um, actually, I think maybe there are people out there, and I hey, yeah, feel like there's yeah. people out there that feel like you know, I wish I could belong to something like this. I wish I felt like I was part of something. They feel lonely. They connected. feel like mm-hmm. yeah, they need to be connected. And I would say that that is God's heart for you to be connected. That is yeah. God's heart for you not to be alone, but to yeah. feel loved and to be able to come. And you, you, that person out there or people out there, you have so much to give other people. And if you just hold it to yourself and you don't take that risk and get out of the boat and come and be part of something you'll never know. And and you're holding that blessing back from somebody else. So I would encourage everybody um, that's listening. If, if your church has life groups or home groups or whatever they want to call them, small groups, get involved and go and, and, you know, go be a blessing and get doubly blessed when you leave. (laughs) That's really great. That's great. (laughs) Well, Tom and Vicki, it has been such a pleasure having you guys on on BA chats today. And we are, we are so blessed that you are in our body and where you are like just a big gold nugget mm. right in the middle of our body. And you guys shine so brightly and we're so glad that you're part of us. And so, and, uh, we want to just thank you for coming and thank taking you. the opportunity to, to minister and encourage people on BA chats today. Well, Y'all are amazing. You. And you are amazing. And we just are a blessing sitting here with you and just spending this time with you too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. God bless you.